0: D-Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm about to introduce you all to a man known to make defenders slip and slide so much you could say they spilled over. The former ninth overall pick in the 2010 draft to the Buffalo Bills, this eight-year NFL running back accumulated over 3,400 rushing yards, almost 1,500 receiving yards, 23 total touchdowns in which nine were of the go-ahead variety he played his college ball at clemson where he is a unanimous all-american and if you blinked you just missed him the man that only needs one shoe to run mr cj spiller cj what's up man Man, what's
1: up, man? Hey, that that might one be one of the best intros that I'd have probably had coming on the interview, man. You pretty you pretty good right
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, man. It, it was awesome diving into your career. But before we get into that, man, is everybody safe and healthy with your family and all that?
1: Yeah, man. Everybody good and safe and healthy. We just uh up obviously we just had fourth of July. So I came down here to Florida, and, you know, had a little gathering over here at the house and did some fireworks for my uh community here in Lake Butler. So it was a good showing, man. We probably had over about a hundred cars. I know a hundred plus cars that came out and, and watched the show. So it was, it was a good, uh good weekend, but everybody's healthy, man. Everybody's still trying to oblige by the, by the CDC guidelines, I guess
0: you can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into the, your, your high school career, which we always like to start, did Jacoby kind of yeah. give you a warning about uh, <laughs> how we do things?
1: <laughs> man, my little brother ain't tell me nothing. He did. He just said he knew you guys. And Hey, if it, if he said he had a good interview, you know, I, I take his word. So, Hey, I told him, "All right, I, I I I told him my old he owed me one." So I, I, I,
0: I. <laughs> that's that's the man. He's he's now in he's now in our our top three Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, he Hall of Fame?
0: He's in he's in our Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, little brother had a good interview. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: let's take okay. Let's start you back high school days. You attended yeah. Union County High School in Florida, where you played basketball, ran track, and obviously you excelled at football. You know, CJ, I, I kind of wish I was half as good at one sport as you were in three sports. Uh, but you in your senior year, especially you rushed for 1840 yards on 176 carries, which is over 10 and a half yards per carry. So pretty much if they're like, I want a first down, let's just give it to CJ Spiller. Uh, (laughs) But you also had 30 touchdowns, man. So, uh, what's it like being so dominant in like at the high school level and just nobody can touch you?
2: Uh, well, I
1: mean, it was, I mean, we had a really good group, man, to be honest with you. We had a great senior class, a lot of leadership on that team, uh, and really, I mean, everybody knew going into games on Fridays. you know, pretty much I was the, the key focal point, I guess you can say, for the defense. So, you know, my high school coach that's uh, that's deceased now, he just uh, he was just very creative of putting me in uh, positions to make plays. And, you know, my offensive line, they was doing a great job of just opening up holes for me. And, you know, really, I was just using my God gifted uh, ability to, you know, outrun guys and make people miss. Uh, so, I mean, it was, it was really it was a collective group effort. Uh, for that senior year. And like I said, we had a lot of leadership on both sides of the ball. Um, so we just were trying to make the most of, it. you know, obviously we didn't, uh, accomplish the main goal, And that was to try to win the state championship, uh, title. Uh, but for, for the most part, we had a, had a, a great year. I mean, off that team alone, I think we had what, six or seven guys signed D one, uh, scholarship offers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you finished your high school career, you were the 2006 US Amer- you were in the US Army All-American game, the number one player in the entire state of Florida, the number one all-purpose back, the first team All-American from Parade Magazine. Did you get tired of seeing all the number ones next to your name?
1: <laughs> uh I, honestly, man, I really didn't really follow that stuff. I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, that's just somebody's opinion. Uh, I always believed in my abilities. Uh mm-hmm. I- felt like, you know, I was one of the top players, not just in the state, but just in the country as well. And, you know, anytime, you know, I got invited to go play, like you said, now that, that Army All-American game, And anytime you can go be among some of the best in the country, you want to kind of see where you stack up against. And, you know, I felt like I, I kind of held my own when I went out to San Antonio and we did some of the practices against some of the guys that were some of the best at their positions in the country. And, you know, I knew right then that, hey, you know, my season uh, that I had wasn't a fluke. So, Uh, You know, I kind of just let the rankings and let those people kind of just handle that. And, you know, for me, I just kind of just do my thing on the field and let let that do the talking for me.
0: Fair enough. And and then go into one of the most prestigious universities, Clemson, from 2006 to 2009. Amazing college career. I don't want to spend two hours reading you the novel of your numbers here. So uh, I just want to talk about specifically your senior year. Um, you know, as we talked about, we had uh, your little brother Jacoby Ford on recently. Yes. Uh, did Did you all know that you guys were the leading all-purpose yards duo in NCAA history?
1: Uh, well, some well, we have a, a SID uh, guy, Tim Ray, uh, which who's a wonderful guy. He always was informing us, you know, where we stood, you know, individually, and then also, uh, you know, what we did as a group, as a tandem, I guess you could say, as a duo. Uh, so he was always informing us what we was at from from a stat standpoint. I think that was one of the stats that he told us. Uh, that what was I don't know if we still are I know we was up there uh you know I think we we both had a, a hell of a career uh, mm-hmm. both complemented each other very well um so it was it was great to have you know that sidekick that can kind of take some of the pressure off you uh going into those games
2: CJ you were projected a first round pick after your junior year in 2 that or junior year in 2008 and I know a lot of people as soon as they're eligible want to go and secure the bag yeah. How come yeah. you came back for your senior year?
1: Oh, man, to be honest, man, my, my grandparents, they always stressed the importance of academics. And, and You know, I was the first one. You know, nobody in my family had never graduated from college. You know, I got an older brother who was uh, – that did uh, service in the Army, and I got a younger sister. So, really, man, it really just came down to, you know, achieving a goal that, you know, my grandparents always told me about, is you know, stressing, you know, the importance of, you know, academics. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, you can play – eight years, you can play 20 years, you know, but one day you got to put your cleats up, you know, and you have to be able to fall back on something. And I was so close to graduating. I figured, you know, what one more year is going to hurt? You know, I have a chance to do something uh, that had never been done in my family, which is graduate, set the example for everybody else. And, you know, I knew, you know, if I would have left, I knew I would have came back and got it. But then I wanted to think about, you know, the biggest thing was if I was to go to a school, say I left my junior year, and I went to a school and was talking to some young kids about academics. And what if I would have got the question, well, did you finish college? Mm. You know, how do you respond to that? You know I mean? Obviously, you'll have to respond to it. But I didn't want to, you know, have that on my plate. I, I, now I can go into, now coming back, graduate, now I can go to that school and stress the importance of graduating from high school, the importance of graduating from college because I'd have done it. Uh, if, I if I wouldn't have done that, you know, if I would have came up my junior year, I wouldn't have been able to to be able to talk about those points of, you know, finishing college, you know, and and doing those things. So, you know, it was a lot of stuff that was weighing on my plate. But, you know, like I say, I prayed about that decision. And, you know, it was, it was a great decision and, you know, came back and had one of my – probably one of my best years in college.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you touched on that because it led me right to my next point because that's what good hosts do. And you uh, – that year – you became one of five players to ever gain 7,000 all-purpose yards, and you also scored touchdowns passing, running, receiving, kicking, and punting. And I think one game against North Carolina, you had a passing, running, and receiving in that one game. So I got to know, was scoring one or two ways just, like, not good enough at that point? Like, was it just child's play? And why would you got to do the rest of the the teams like that?
1: Well, I mean, it was – I mean, that game, that Pacific game, was against uh, NC State was up there. And, you know, back then, you know, NC State, you know, they – They was a tough team. They had a matter of fact, Russell Wilson was the quarterback at the time. And you know, when you go into those games, especially when you got a lot of hype around your name, and you know, people know who you are, there's a lot of chatter, you know, that goes on. Obviously, you guys know playing sports, there's Mm a lot of chatter that happens between the lines. So it was a lot of talking back and forth, you know, they defenders to me, which is you know wasn't nothing new to me. You know, I had this seen it, heard it, you know, my whole career. Uh, So I, you know, it was a play a passing play that we had been working on all year. Uh, in practice, and, you know, we figured, you know, if we got at a certain yard line, we was going to call that play, and we happened to get there and, and call it. And, you know, Xavier Dyke did a great job of selling the route, and we knew that if I did a great job of selling because I was going to get a lot of attention, that the DB, the DB was going to bite because we had to see it on film. You know, he was very quick to trying to bite, trying to jump routes and stuff, so we figured we'll put this play in, and if we just sell the toss play, that he'll try to come up and, you know, try to stop the uh the run. And like I say, my receiver Xavier Dodd did a great, uh, great job of selling it, and all I had to do was just complete it. Which you know, I had kind of got a little background of quarterback because I did it, in, you know, I did it all throughout my whole middle school career, and did a little bit in high school. So you know, throwing the football wasn't something new to me. Uh, so I just had to complete it. And then you know, if you really go back and watch that play from a from the game standpoint, you can kind of see me once I threw it. You know, I kind of did like the, uh, I guess you say the Mahomes. I had kind of. Did like,
0: you know, you're comparing (laughs) to my home, my man. Spread spread
1: my arms out and let them know, hey, man, I'm here. You know what y'all want to do? (laughs) (laughs) It was just a little little trash talk, you know, back to their sideline from all the tripping that they were doing that whole game. And then, you know, and so, but you know, it's, you know, whatever way you can score them points, man, you have to score them.
0: I love it. (laughs) Love it. So let's get to the part that everybody I know. Definitely knows you from being drafted into the league, man. Number nine to Buffalo. You know, me, the best feeling I get is if I get picked up in a flag football game. So what's it like getting drafted in the league?
1: Man, it's a dream come true. You think about it, man. Think about, you know, something that you dream about as a little kid. You know, what's every little kid that that play football, what's their dream to play in the NFL? So it was something that I always dreamed about, man. And to now finally get that that dream becomes a reality and it comes true, man, it's, you just overwhelmed with emotions. You know, you're excited, you're nervous, you're anxious because it's a new chapter in your life. You know, it's a lot of unknowns because you're going to a whole new city, uh, you, you're going into a whole new locker room. You know, now you you know you're dealing with you know veteran guys that has family, so you want to know you know how a guys going to perceive you because at the end of the day, you know every guy that, that 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 you interview they'll tell you that you know most guys really don't care what you've really done in college. They want to know what you, what can you do for that for them to help that team win. Uh, So you have to go, and it's almost like I had to reprove myself again, which was nothing wrong because you always have to do that. You always got to try to go out and improve yourself. So, you know, I just kind of just went out and and did what I did. I practiced hard and tried to make the plays, wanting to be accountable, uh, wanting to try to be the best teammate I could to my teammates. Um, So, and I did that and kind of gained some respect amongst some of the the older guys. And, you know, really, uh, Marshawn Lynch and uh, Fred Jackson did an awesome job of just really, taking me up under their wings and kind of just showing me the ropes of what it means to be a pro. Mm
2: -hmm. So in 2012 week one at the jets, you had 14 carries for 169 yards and a touchdown and then two catches for 25 on the ground. Did that game feel like you're coming out party?
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, back then I think uh, Rex Ryan was the, I want to say Rex Ryan was the coach. And so everybody knew, you know, what type of defenses he, he always presented, you know, the, the tough physical, they always thought they was more physical uh, than you. So, you know, going into that, to that game as well, you know, somehow some of the coaches, I don't know if they're just trying to do it to motivate me, but I think one of their players did an interview because I think I played against him in high school, and he was like, you know, it's, it's easy to stop CJ. So to me, I went into that game with a big chip on my shoulder. And like I say, with, with Rex throwing all those exotic uh, blitzes and plays at you, you have to be ready for anything. And, you know, my offensive line, they just did a great job of just opening up holes and you know, I and I kinda just did the rest and really I just from that game I just remember going to the sideline, I think after one of my touchdowns and saying I I thought they were supposed to be big and bad, you know, because that's what they were <laughs> perceived to be back then, you know, you know, physical tough, the bad guys, you know, uh, you know, bullies I guess you say bullies, but you know, that day, you know, I, I figured I wanted to make sure that, you know, that we weren't gonna be get bullied around, you know, so I figured that was one of the coming out parties.
0: Yeah. So the more I looked further into your time with Buffalo, the more I got really mad, and it didn't even happen to me. And so I looked at your numbers, man. And three, first of all, you never averaged below three point eight yards per carry in your time there. Three point eight is not bad, but you yep. had a three year stretch where you averaged five point two six and and four point six yards per carry. And the year you averaged sixth, you were second in the NFL in rushing yards. At 1244 and still had also 43 catches and you also had the fewest amount of carries in history or, or it, since 1934 to get to a thousand yards I really feel like and again if you don't feel comfortable commenting all this like you don't have to but I really feel like the bills didn't give you a fair shake in kind of the best years of your career to kind of handle the load and I know you you referenced Fred Jackson being there I know uh, Marshawn Lynch beast mode got traded but I really feel like they didn't just were like CJ this is your job just run with it and gave you that confidence do you feel that that kind of was way things went with them
1: yeah i mean i mean you get i get that question all the time that you know you uh that buffalo you know underutilized my talents and you know um uh, i guess you say it was i guess coach Galey just felt like he wanted to do what was best in the uh in the team i, I definitely felt like after that uh 2012 season I, uh, with that, when you have a coach's change, everything's changed from uh from offense, from, you know, personnel. You know, you have to, pretty much, like I say, now you have to prove yourself to this whole new coaching staff. Um, I, I really want to say if we would have kept Chan probably uh, another year or two, I think things probably would have been different Uh, just because, you know, like I say, you, I was coming off a, a Pro Bowl season, um, one, my best season in the NFL, and, you know, when you let a coach go, now you have to Adapt to a whole new offensive system, and you know, and you know, and so now we have a another coach, you know, he's going to really rely on those veteran guys. And like I say, you know, and, and I didn't have any issue with Fred because Fred Fred was a hell of a running back, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so he just went with older guy. But you know, once you know, once it is what it is, man. It's one of those things where people just say you control what you can control, and you wish things could have went different. Obviously, I would hope, definitely would have wished it would have went different, but it didn't. Uh, but you just taking a stride, and you just keep moving.
2: On the Buffalo note, um, you know, being from Florida, when you, you get drafted, I know it's you know it's a dream come true. But in the back of you're like, oh man, it's going to be cold up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. <laughs> any I, <understand>. any party? <laughs> I mean, I made the
1: mistake and said, well, I mean, because Clemson got cold a little bit, but you know that's different cold up there in New York, especially <laughs> in New York. And you know, I was like, well, I, I played in Clemson, i will be fine. But man, once you get up there and that winter start coming in. That's a different type of cold, you know. The Florida bones don't don't. They, it took about a, it literally took about two years for me to adjust to that cold weather, uh, just because it, it's just different. You got that 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 snow effect coming off Lake Erie. Uh, I mean, it's just cloudy and gloomy. Uh, it's just one of those one. I ain't gonna say it put you in a depression mode, but it's just one of those things where it's like it's nothing to do. Like you don't see the sun. Like it's just you know, a mood. It's like a mood change, honestly. So you have to try to juggle that to get going. But honestly, Buffalo is probably one of the best cities that I ever played in, to be honest with you, though. Mm -hmm. Just from a fan standpoint, fan base standpoint, the city is one of the best ones I ever played in.
2: CJ, what are your thoughts on fantasy football? Because I have a follow up to this.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, I uh, what last year was my first time ever playing it with me and a couple of you played. Yeah, I played. Yeah, I actually played and won it, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, A man. ringer. Yeah, champ. But, <laughs> I mean, I can kind of see where people can get frustrated, but I don't – I think people sometimes take it too serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like they make it seem like it's life or death. To me, I never – when we when were doing it last year, I never felt that way if a guy didn't get certain. I'm like, well, he just didn't get it. But, you know, some people, I think, take it overboard where, you know, people calling you out on Twitter, you mm-hmm. know,
2: making yeah. –
1: all types of threat, like, come on, it's like some, it's some stuff you just don't go, you just don't cross that line. And I feel like some people out there that play fantasy football, they cross that line. You know what I mean? So if, if you, as long as you don't cross that line, man, enjoy, it's fun. But some, some people, people may I,
2: take it too seriously and do a podcast centered around it. Like we are. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, CJ, I, I just want to let you know, I don't, the, the, fantasy, the oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, I'm just saying that you hear you just hear stories of guys getting death threats. I mean, you hear stories of,
2: mm-hmm. I mean, you
1: know, them what we call them Twitter, them Twitter tough guys, you know, getting on there talking about I wish you tell you AC. I like who who says that to another human? right? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So it was just like that part right there, you know, I I try to stay away from it and you know, I try to stay off the social media when I was playing because I mean some stuff that can that can get it can get up on you, especially when the guy talking about, you know, he wish you go out there and, you know, blow your knee out and, and stuff like that. And, you know, when they go to, you know, talking about family, you know, you want to fire back. But then, you know, Mm as soon as you fire back, you kind of play it in their hands. And now all they they want is a response. And now you gave them that spotlight because nobody else not worried about that. What that guy said, your name's going to be the spotlight.
2: Yeah. I just want to let you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the term fantasy ride or die. You were my fantasy ride or die. I think I took you every year for like six consecutive years. And everybody's like, all right, when is Eric gonna draft CJ Spiller? Eric, you gonna take him this year? And I was like, I have to. Especially like when you signed with New Orleans, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, he's gonna be the Darren Sproles. No, nah, they
0: underutilized him, man. Yeah, they didn't know what they were doing.
2: Yeah, that was, I mean, that was that was a
1: crazy situation, man, where just really had never been Andrew before in my lifetime and honestly just went into training camp and just felt like my knee I, I knew it was, was something it was something wrong with my knee because I wasn't making my cuts like I wanted to. And every time I cut I can just feel it lagging. So you know, we thought it was something and it ended up being something else. So it was just one of them things I think if I was if I would have if I was in two, thousand twelve form in New Orleans, man it it would have been it would have been scary. It would have been scary.
0: So CJ, before we get to our last question, uh I want to just ask you this. Can you tell us a little bit about your C.J. Spiller football and life skills camp?
1: Oh, yeah. Then Clemson? Oh, without a doubt, man. When I did that, when I started that camp, I said I didn't want to just do a football camp. You know, you go to the, you know, guys have just football camps. You know, I wanted those kids, those young men to come there and learn about life. You know I mean? Obviously, you know, we're going to do football drills. and You know, I'm going to teach you all that stuff. But I want you to learn about life. So, you know, I was able to partner up with this uh youth uh learning institute in uh Pickens County up there. You know, they they put it on a bunch of camps during the summer. And, you know, mainly our kids were, I would say 95% was from the National Guard. So to me, you know, you know, obviously my brother was in the army, but other than that, I didn't really have a, you know, didn't come from a background uh family what you know, got with family being in the service. So when I seen that, man, it was like, and here's some of the stories where, you know, these kids, you know, their mom or dad might be deployed and, you know, they don't get to see them for a while. So for them to just come up there and spend a whole weekend in Clemson where they have literally full access, they literally have full access at the football facility, it, to me it was kind of just letting them get away to kind of just get their mind off what's going on in their life. You know what I mean? So, you know, the reviews we always got back every year got bigger and better. Um, but you know, we, we incorporated different things, you know, it depends on what was going on in society. we we'll, we we'll incorporate that with the guys They we'll have to do these type of challenges. Sometimes they have to come up with type of, with certain skits because when you, cause when you're dealing with fifth and eighth graders, they don't really comprehend that. Like this stuff really happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like whatever you put out on Twitter, that stuff can come back and bite you, you know, later on when you're trying to get a job. So we trying to try to educate them on, you know, what they posting, you know, What you think is funny is not funny to somebody else. So that's kind of where the life skills uh, portion came in. And, you know, that that stuff right there was – that's what I was more interested in than than the football stuff because to me football stuff, I ain't going to say it was easy, but it's somewhat easy for me to teach a guy how to, you know, put your foot here, how to read, how to make a cut and stuff like that. But this life stuff that you can carry on for the rest of your life, them, the, them, the type of situation I want you to be put in. So that's kind of how that uh, came about.
0: I really like because I, I read it a little bit, and it said, you know, you're you're striving to hone their physical strength, their football knowledge, but you're also trying to give them spiritual and mental well-being. Yeah. And, and then I think it's just a great message that you're doing.
1: Yeah, we. I mean, like I said, we. I had you know had a nutritious lady come in talk to him about the nutrition. Uh, you know, I had one of my buddies that's a pastor. He came in one uh, evening and you know gave him a little sermon um one year you know it was big about social media um you know um, so it was we talked about bullying when that was a a hot topic at the time in our society um you know what what do you do if you're in a situation where you see somebody getting bullied you know because sometimes you know if you see somebody getting bullied you know you 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 might don't tell because you don't want to be labeled as a as, as a as a snitch as you know as the world would say but if you see a kid getting bullied, are you going to say something or are you just going to flow with the crowd? So, man, it is it's one of the camps that, you know, I really enjoyed doing. Obviously, this was, the first, this was the first year that we didn't do it just because, you know, I just got married and, you know, with COVID-19, that threw everything off. But hopefully next year I can pick right back up where we left off because I really enjoyed it. And really, it's just really to get a kid, those National Guard kids, really really opportunity to just get away from a weekend, to kind of get away from what's going on in their world because they're dealing with a whole lot more issues than what most kids in our society are dealing with. So I'm looking forward to to making it even better next year, hopefully.
0: That's awesome, and that's, and that's beautifully said. We're talking to C.J. Spiller, former All-Pro running back and fantasy football champion. So, C.J., we're closing out the interview. This is a staple part of our interviews and our, our what we do here. It's a quick 10-question rapid fire. You just give okay. me the first one that comes to your mind, all right?
1: All right, it's for sure.
0: Would you rather have a kickoff return touchdown or a 30 yard running touchdown?
1: Kickoff return.
0: Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. Good oh. man, I like it. Oh. Be a superhero or be a wizard?
1: Superhero. All
0: right. Wear wet socks or have giant popcorn kernels stuck in your teeth for a day?
1: Wet socks. <laughs>
0: Have a one-minute conversation with your past self or your future self.
2: Past self. All
0: right. I would change your future self. Yeah.
2: Time paradox.
0: Oh, now you're getting too tricky on me.
2: <laughs>
0: would you rather be constantly itchy or constantly sticky? Sticky. <laughs> All right. This next one's a little a little funky. Would you rather have a 10 inch long belly button that swayed to music or accordions for legs?
1: What? <laughs> what? Give me the belly button. I need my legs. <laughs> <laughs> my legs. CJ, was that, that the
2: question? first time you've been asked that question?
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's one off the top. I've never been asked that.
0: <laughs> uh, I got, I got, I got three more for you. Would you rather have a bell go off every time you get horny or never be horny again?
1: The bell bell can go off.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna add it in a ding right there. Don't worry.
0: Would you you rather fight a hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck?
1: One horse sized duck.
0: So you think you could take them?
1: Yeah, you got like a mean
0: right hook or something?
1: Yeah, I mean, a hundred man. Hey, hey, when you fight, man, you got that's a lot of energy that you're using. That's true. Oh, hey, that, that one you just ate. All it takes is just one good Mike Tyson punch.
0: <laughs> no, that's smart. I like it. Last question. Would you rather have finger-sized nipples or nipple-sized fingers?
1: I will never know. <laughs>
2: I plead. He said you plead the thing. I plead. <laughs> right. I hey, that, he answers the belly button question but not the, that's the weird one the no you know i, I like yeah. i said
0: my goal was to get cj to to hear some questions he's never been asked before laugh a little bit cj i hope this was not an entertaining interview something different for you because we really appreciate having you on and wanted to to make your time the the valuable time you gave us worth your time so we hope you enjoyed it
1: uh man appreciate y'all man definitely funny man y'all boys y'all keep doing your thing man keep just keep plugging on. Wait, Please keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep making it bigger and better. Uh, definitely enjoyed the interview. Definitely appreciate the time y'all had me. Definitely was fun. It's some questions I never been asked before in my life. <laughs> I can literally I'd heard it all.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, well, I'm I'm glad you you enjoyed it, man. And, and again, thank you. We, I know how valuable your time is, so we really appreciate you coming on. And if you want to show CJ some love, he's at CJ Spiller on Twitter and CJ Spiller28 on Instagram. The man, CJ Spiller, thank you again.
1: All right, man, appreciate y'all, fellas, as always. All
0: right, man, take it easy. Stay safe.
1: All right, send me out.